What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copon. It's December 25, 2020, and this is Lift and Learn, episode 15. In this episode, I'll be breaking down how alcohol consumption affects your health, and I'll talk a bit about mental health. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon. And you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into the episode. So first things first, Merry Christmas to everyone out there. If you're away from your family for the holidays, then I feel you. I'm spending my Christmas and New Year's away from them, but that's okay. For the past two Christmases, I hung out and spent the week at my cousin's place and binge-watched the show called You, so this year will obviously be a bit different. Maybe we can Netflix party a few episodes whenever Season 3 does pop up on Netflix in the new year, just to keep up tradition. So let's talk about shows and movies for a bit since we're on that topic. So Mandalorian just finished for the year, which kind of sucks, but God, what a good show. And now we have to wait until Christmas next year for season three. On a related topic, Disney Plus announced a bunch of Star Wars related shows for the upcoming years, and there's a lot of them coming up, and I love Star Wars related stuff, so I'll probably watch all of it. I think there's a combined 30 movies and shows, at least, that are coming out that are Marvel and Star Wars related, which seems like it might be overkill. There's a Boba Fett related series coming in December of next year. Also that new Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which I thought would be a movie. And we already know that Ewan or Ewan, how do you even say that? Ewan? Ewan McGregor? Ewan McGregor? Whatever his name is, he's coming back for his role. And we now know that Hayden Christensen, who was Anakin Skywalker, is coming back to play Darth Vader. I'm hype for that, and production for that one is set to start in March 2021, I believe. Other Star Wars-related things that Disney announced as an early Christmas present to us all are Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka, which are Mandalorian spinoffs. There's Star Wars Andor, Acolyte, A Droid Story, Star Wars Lando, an animated series called Star Wars The Bad Batch, and Star Wars Visions. There's also a new movie called Rogue Squadron coming out in December 2023. So like I said, Disney announced a lot of things, so I'm not going to announce everything they announced because honestly I can't remember it all, but they are going to raise the price of Disney Plus in Canada by $3 soon to $11.99, but that does give international subscribers something new called Star, which gives subscribers access to some Hulu titles that we've been missing for a while, and that includes some more adult content. In the US, I think they're only raising the price by a dollar. So some of the other important things I'm looking forward to that Disney mentioned are Raya and the Last Dragon, which has a good-looking trailer. 
There's Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Black Panther 2, and a musical comedy series called for sorry for Moana. There's a series called Doug Days with the dog Doug from Up, which was a great movie. There's Lightyear, which obviously has to do with Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story, and Chris Evans will be voicing that character. And also a new Fantastic Four movie. And Vegas odds on that say that John Krasinski will be in that. That's John from The Office. Or sorry, Jim from The Office and possibly his wife Emily Blunt. Another movie on the way is actually a fifth Indiana Jones movie, again starring Harrison Ford. Oh my god, I hope he's still able to run from boulders in that movie. So he might need a wheelchair for that one since it's been 41 years since the very first movie came out. And this one is set to be released in July 2022. Even HBO Max announced that their movies for next year are going to be released on their streaming platform at the same time as theaters, since COVID will probably still be around next year. They gave away all their release dates, but I'm only looking forward to a few. There's Mortal Kombat, which will probably be trash. Another Suicide Squad movie, even though I've never seen the last one. There's even a prequel to Game of Thrones coming in 2022 called House of the Dragon. And the two movies that I am looking forward to is Matrix 4, which is coming out December 22, 2021. So hopefully I can watch that one in theaters, which is a year from now. And Space Jam, which will be released in July. And LeBron actually talked a bit about this one, or this new Space Jam movie, on the Road Trippin' podcast with RJ and Channing Frye. And if I'm remembering correctly, he mentioned that his son is in it as well, and he's teaching him a life lesson or something like that. And there's a basketball game in it with Bugs Bunny and the crew against some kind of monster type of enemy, so we'll see how that goes. The first one was obviously a classic, so I can't really see it being better than that, since sequels usually aren't as good as the original. Since it is Christmas, I might as well bring up something that happened a few weeks ago. It looks like Santa Claus showed up to a Belgian care home and actually ended up infecting 75 people with COVID-19, which ended up with at least one person passing away from the sickness. I don't think that's the Christmas miracle that we were expecting for this time of year, unfortunately. This also happened in Georgia as well, actually. In a small town over there, Santa and Mrs. Claus showed up in a yearly tradition, took pictures with dozens of kids, and they tested positive for COVID a few days later. And this is just another case of why social distancing and limiting these big gatherings these days are going to be huge over the holiday season. Hopefully no one was seriously sick in those cases. Switching up a little bit, it looks like Canada is headed to the moon in the future. There's a scheduled launch to send two Canadian astronauts to the moon in 2023. There's four potential Canadian astronauts who may go on the mission, which is actually going to fly around the moon, not exactly land on the moon. But regardless, Canada will only be the second country after the US to be in deep space, and this will be the first time that a Canadian will actually go around the moon. And before I dive into the topics for this week, I'll just briefly mention a bit of an update as to what the hockey season is going to look like for this year. So camps are going to start on January 3rd, 
and they're going to be finally starting the season on January 13th, so we're about two to three weeks away from some hockey, finally. Also, lockdown update. Parts of Ontario, Canada went into lockdown for four weeks starting on November 23, and that's going to be extended yet again. So starting on Boxing Day, December 26th, there's going to be another four weeks of lockdown that goes until January 23 at least. This lockdown will be similar to the one that happened earlier this year in March, so rough times for my people back home unfortunately. I think I might be joining them in some sort of lockdown soon, but I hope not since I just removed or sorry, I just renewed my gym membership in the US for another month. So let's dive into some fitness or some bodybuilding for the week. So Mr. Olympia was last weekend, and I'll just briefly go over what happened. Our boy, the people's choice, Big Rami, has finally won the open category, beating Brandon Curry, who came in second, and Phil Heath, who's the seven-time champ, he came in third. After all these years, Big Rami finally brought a complete package to the stage. His midsection was finally in check, and Jesus Christ, he's a huge dude. He just looks like he dwarfs the other competitors. His legs are just stupid big. And if he can bring that conditioning year in and year out, he might win a few more before he's done competing. Some notable Canadians in the field there in the open. Ian placed 7th, Antoine was 14th, and Regan Grimes was 15th. Regan looked pretty good on stage, but he has to get a bit bigger to compete with the big guys. He even had this funny photo he posted before he went on stage. He posted it on Instagram, where he clearly photoshopped his neck. I don't know why, but it looked like pencil thin, which just looked so weird. He posted that on his own Instagram while his coach had the unaltered photo up. So in the 212 category, Sean Clarita won that. And good old Canadian Chris Bumstead wins Classic Physique for the second year in a row. God, I saw some shots from side-by-side side from last year of his back double biceps, and that pose specifically, oh my god, it was such a crazy transformation. The one-year transformation was that on, was it was just insane. Terrence Ruffin came in second, while Breon, who won a few of these, he came in third this year. So last but not least, how the gym went for me this week. So I actually did end up going to the gym on Christmas Eve, but I had to take the 23rd off because my body was just wrecked. Of course, I didn't go today on Christmas Day. So I added a few sets in some of my programming, so now my volume is slowly getting up there. The leg days are definitely getting harder now though, and I've noticed that I need to take a bit more of a break in between sets, especially on squats. Nearly 4 minutes at times. That's probably the longest I've rested between sets so far in my lifting career, but it's definitely needed. I'm still repping out 265 pounds on squats because I want my form to be perfect before jumping up to 270 pounds, then 275 pounds, which is two plates and a 25 on each side, or two plates and a biscuit. And bench went well this week. Again, I'm doing something similar with bench like I am with squats. So on an incline, I'm making sure that I can rep out 225 pounds with good form before increasing that weight. So until I can get 8 clean reps for a few sets, then I'll decide to jump up because that already looks sick, repping out 2 plates on incline bench. 
Flat bench, though, I'm slowly improving, which is good. I'm nearing all-time PRs in all of my lifts, so by the end of 2021, I should be surpassing what I've been doing before as long as the gyms can stay open. Deadlifts are still going up slowly, but this week I backed off of them a bit when it came to volume because, like I said, this whole week I've just been so sore, especially in my lower body with the added sets and volume that I've been doing lately. Topic 1. How Alcohol Affects Your Health It's pretty obvious that overconsuming alcohol is going to affect your health in a negative way. For me, this isn't much of a problem because I barely drink. Even at parties, I try to make myself the designated driver whenever possible, just to stop others from peer pressuring me into drinking, which is nice. I don't mind it at all. Of course, you should avoid alcohol if you're pregnant or planning to drive, or if you're under 21 since it's illegal, or 19 if you're Canadian. But what I'll be going over is how alcohol specifically affects your health. Now, with the holiday season and with most of us being stuck inside, sometimes it feels like alcohol is the only escape. And that's probably why in the morning before LCBO opens, and that's the spot to get alcohol in Canada, before they open, there's usually already a lineup outside. People are stuck indoors and just resorting to it, unfortunately. Now, when we're talking about alcohol, of course the effects will vary from person to person especially depending on how much you weigh. Of course, someone that weighs 100 pounds will likely feel the intoxicating effects quicker than a 300-pound individual. Having low amounts of alcohol could have some health benefits, but having anything more than a little will be detrimental to your health. And excessive amounts could lead to addiction and will give you multiple negative effects. Overconsumption could lead to high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke, liver disease. It affects your brain, of course. The effects of alcohol are temporary, but long-term abuse could lead to long-term damage. Now, they say red wine is the best, but even then, there's still not a ton of benefits there, and there's still a risk for abuse and negative effects. Yes, there are some antioxidants in it, and the media loves to talk about that. When wine gets brought up, people will say, oh, but the antioxidants and the resveratrol is good for you. And that's true, but that's just because wine is made from grapes, and resveratrol, that comes from the skin of the grapes. So ultimately, if you want the same antioxidants, just eat a few grapes. So one of the biggest negatives when it comes to consuming alcohol is the fact that it weakens your immune system which means you could get sick more often. Now, with COVID-19 still around, consuming alcohol will put you more at risk of catching it, and you'll probably have a hard time battling and fighting it off. Since COVID seems to be a respiratory illness, it only makes sense that alcohol could make things worse since it damages immune cells in the lungs and could kill microorganisms in the gut that help to maintain a healthy immune system as well. Since we're talking about health, of course, too much alcohol could lead to mental health problems like depression and anxiety, and I'll dive more into that in the second topic for today. Social health is another issue when it comes to overconsuming alcohol. We already know that alcohol could bring us together. 
I mean, at pretty much every party out there, alcohol seems to be present, whether it's champagne or beer or whatever. It's pretty much a standard to have some alcohol there since it's so socially accepted these days. Alcohol in these times, like I said, could bring us together since it lowers your inhibition and could cause some people to be more social or just let themselves go a little bit more. And that's fine as long as you don't overdo it. If you do, you know what's bound to happen. You'll be hungover and the next day is going to be a tough one regardless of what you have planned. Most of us have been there before. The next day after consuming an excessive amount of alcohol, especially if you're older, means you could get body aches that could affect your whole body. This could lead to inflammation, bad gut health, and other lasting effects like it could eliminate another day of the week where you could have been doing something active or productive. How many times has that happened to you? You plan on going to the gym the next day or doing something active the night after the party. Then when you have a little too much fun that night, the next day just means you're waking up at noon or even after and deciding not to do pretty much anything the whole day just to recover. Then you'll have to spend another day or two recovering and you could be setting yourself back with your body goals where you get bloated from drinking. Maybe it leads to eating a bit more at night because it's always good to have some kind of snack to go with the wine, of course. But in terms of social health, I want to focus more on how this can affect those who are close to you, that's family and friends. If you become addicted to alcohol, which has a 10-12% to addiction rate, then this will negatively affect that social part of your life because of the neglect and negative energy that you could be bringing around. It could cause you to become dependent on it, and yes, this could bleed into other aspects of your life as well, and could put your job in jeopardy as well. In regards to gym performance, alcohol will almost definitely negatively affect performance in the gym. And depending on how much you had, it could actually cause your performance in the gym to be a bit worse for up to a week, and could also affect how long it takes to recover from training as well. Having little amounts of alcohol, though, might not actually affect your performance, but it's still probably not a good idea to consume it too often if you're serious about staying in shape. So it's not the best thing to do, but having it on occasion will be okay for some people. Just be ready for a few days where you may not be as strong as you expect to be, so it would be wise to take it easy in the gym for a few days. That means lightening the weight if necessary, or maybe just ease into your gym sessions a bit more. Of course, the effect of alcohol will differ from person to person, and it'll also depend how much alcohol you ingest, like I've said numerous times already. If we're talking diet-wise, alcohol can play a part here. Now, we know that carb and protein is 4 calories per gram, and fat is 9 calories per gram. Alcohol, which is one that doesn't get talked about a lot, is 7 calories per gram. Now, it doesn't sound like it's as bad as consuming fat, but the difference here is that your body doesn't really break this down that efficiently because it's more of a foreign substance to the body. Your body won't break it down like it does the other three macronutrients. Instead, alcohol goes straight to the liver since it's obviously not typically found in foods like the other three macronutrients are, so that's why I'd advise you to be careful when consuming it. 
I've talked a lot here about the negatives of it, but it is good to just relax and unwind at times. But my point here is just to not get to a point where you're abusing it and having it too often. Because that's when the negative effects will start to take over. And you don't want to get to that point because when you get to that point, it may be too late. Topic 2. Mental health. This is one that's been a huge topic over the past few years because it's starting to affect more and more people. With certain pressures and possibly with the growth of social media, this has been a tough one for everyone, especially the younger generation that grow up with social media. Now, pretty much everyone has a presence online, and anyone can comment anonymously about someone else in usually a negative way. There's a lot of keyboard warriors out there, and most of them are just out to bring others down. And no one's really safe because people believe that they're safe and protected behind a computer screen or typing on their phones. Having good mental health means that you're in a state of well-being where you realize your own potential, you can cope with the normal stresses of life, you can work productively and fruitfully, and you're able to make a contribution to your community. I think this definitely does a pretty good job of defining what mental health is about. You need to know what your potential is and try to achieve that because that has to do with purpose. You have to find your purpose in life. If you can't deal with the stresses of your own life, that could lead down a dark path where you might turn to some kind of drug or substance abuse to help you get away from the stresses of your own life, and that's dangerous. It could lead to negative circumstances, obviously. That could also lead to poor diet, because if you're not satisfied with the way your life is, then that could branch off into being cooped up at home, not really moving around, which puts you at a higher risk to develop more serious health issues. When it comes to mental health, it's more than meets the eye, and a lot of factors go into it. Genetics, social, environmental, psychological, developmental, and biological factors you could take them all into account. I'll dive into a few of those topics briefly, but of course genetics and the way you develop and grow up is going to play a factor into mental health. If you have a rough childhood, then you're more susceptible to developing mental health issues like depression or anxiety or schizophrenia. There's something called learned behavior, and that's linked to developing things like depression too, if you see your parents go through it, you'll have more of a chance to develop it as you grow up as well. Continuing on the depression topic, if you have hypothyroidism, you're also more likely to get it. Environmental factors are similar to this. If there's a child within the household under any kind of serious abuse, then that could lead to negative health as well, especially down the road. We've already heard of those traumatic childhood experiences that some people have, and that's a real thing. It carries on through your adolescence and shapes the way you are as a person. If you regularly see things like your parents smoking, it could lead that child to smoke somewhere down the road, so it's good to lead by example in this case if you're the parent. If they see that you spend most of your days or nights watching TV while going to bed or using your phone directly before bed, it makes no sense to tell a child that they can't do that because that's what they've seen you do for years and years. 
If you grow up in a household that's inactive or snacking while playing games or watching TV, then it could influence your kid to do the same when they grow up, which could lead to some kind of abuse. If you're a parent, this one could be tough for you these days. Maybe you're worried about your child getting COVID-19 because the schools may still be open, and you never really know if everyone is following the rules when it comes to what's going on, especially if they're younger kids. Speaking about social factors when it comes to mental health, I've been blessed to have been born and raised in Ontario, Canada. For the most part, the country does a pretty good job in terms of social health when it comes to how the government runs the country. We have fewer lower income places than most countries have, and we have free healthcare, so on that front, we're pretty protected. Violence has been on the rise within the city, but it's not out of control for the most part, especially when you compare it to some parts of the US. Right now, it's a tough time socially for everyone, with the COVID-19 isolation and unemployment has reached an all-time high worldwide. But Canada has provided all of their unemployed citizens with some money bi-weekly. They've been doing that since March to help us all financially. With the pandemic still going on, it's been tough and has affected pretty much everyone worldwide. We've been told to stay indoors for the most part because things are closed and we want to minimize the spread of the virus. That being said, health is more at risk now than it has been for a long time because of the changes that the pandemic has brought to our daily lives. A few factors that likely have been altered in some way, shape, or form are diet, physical activity, sleep, and alcohol or substance abuse. I think I read the other day that three times more people have depression-like symptoms this year in 2020 when compared to other years, and that's likely because of COVID. I also heard that in Japan, they actually had more people commit suicide in October than COVID-related deaths, which is just really sad and shows the extent of how mental health affects us all. These few main factors are critical to our overall well-being when it comes to factors affecting our social and mental health. For me personally, a few of those factors have been altered and mostly not for the better. So we're about nine months in this pandemic now and for the most part, I've been better lately since we've been getting used to living in this pandemic for a while now. But it was rough for the first few weeks or months, but I've since got most things under control. Let's talk about diet first, because this is something I continue to struggle with. You've heard me preach about getting an adequate amount of protein daily, and that's definitely been harder for me and my clients during all of this, because you want to limit the amount of times you expose yourself or go outside to grocery stores because of the fear that's associated with it. For me, it's altered my life slightly. I try to go in the mornings where there might not be a lot of people, and generally I can still get most of the foods I desire, even though it might be more expensive these days to get certain products. Since we're home all the time now, when the lockdown first started, I would be getting the same snacks that I would normally get, but that's going to affect me more these days because of the next point, which is physical activity. Now, I've been eating generally two larger meals per day, as opposed to what I usually eat, which is three, and that's what I've found to, that's worked for me. My protein is slightly lower than it was over the past few months, 
but I'm still trying to get about 120 grams to 150 grams for my current body weight of 170, which is decent. But like I said, I've gotten my diet under control lately. So I found what's working for me and I've been able to gain control of my weight, which has dropped around 10 pounds or so, which I planned on since I wasn't really liking how I was looking in the 180s, which I was gaining some weight at the beginning of the pandemic. And diet actually kind of ties in with physical activity. Since I'm mainly working at home these days, I'm not nearly getting the same amount of movement I was getting before because now I'm not in the gym for multiple hours a day. Gyms are closed back home, so that led me to doing home workouts, which can still be beneficial if you're doing the proper things at home. But I don't have access to heavy weights at home, so I've had to make my workouts challenging in other ways. And I was focused on a lot of mobility work when I didn't have access to the gym, which led to more gains in the future. For me, what I've been doing and what I've been telling my clients to do is go for walks whenever you can. In Canada, it's winter now, so that's tough to do outside. So just going around the house or using the stairs will be beneficial. When it was summertime, though, I was able to go on one to three walks daily after starting out just doing one 20-minute walk, and that helped me get out of the house and break out of whatever funk I was in due to being stuck in the house all day. So if you're struggling right now, seriously, just start small and try to make progress from there. Before the pandemic, I usually was sleeping at around 10 p.m. and waking up about eight hours later. So I wake up at about eight, or sorry, 6 a.m. on most days, unless I had my really early morning clients. But when this pandemic first started, I enjoyed myself a little too much. I'd be staying up late, sleeping in, taking multiple naps throughout the day. Trust me, it happens to all of us. Now though, I've gotten it under control, usually sleeping before 10 p.m. and not oversleeping, which is also a factor that could negatively affect your health, along with not sleeping enough. Now, when it comes to alcohol and or substance abuse, this one really isn't a factor for me because I haven't really been dabbling in any substances while this is going on since I've just been keeping my mind on work for the most part, playing video games occasionally. I don't really drink alcohol either and haven't had any during this whole pandemic. But if you are struggling with it, then the best solution would just slowly wean yourself off of it. It's going to be harder to stick to if you decide to just cut it cold turkey, so just take slow steps. So how can we combat all of these mental health issues? Exercise. Just engaging in any forms of exercise, whatever you want to, has been shown to be beneficial when it comes to battling mental health problems. Even just walking 10 minutes would be great to do, especially if you can do that outside. Any form of exercise will be beneficial in this department. Exercise, and especially resistance training, is going to be a great way to fight off depression and anxiety. Ultimately, this is going to be different for everyone, so just find something that you enjoy doing. That alone could be a stress reliever. I know for me, I don't really enjoy running, 
but I do enjoy going for walks and listening to music or podcasts just to get away and not be glued to my phone 24-7. With the pandemic going on, even though the vaccine is currently available for some people, this is going to be even more important. If you're just cooped up in your room all day, every day, this is bound to catch up to you. Even though you may enjoy it for a few days or weeks, eventually you're going to want to do something else, or else you'll go crazy, and that might not even be just metaphorically. So stay safe out there going forward, and do things you enjoy if you're in a funk mentally, and just know that you're not alone. If you have a more serious case, please reach out to others or call for help. And that concludes episode 15 of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. Again, thanks for listening. And be sure to tune in next week with another episode where it'll be 2021, a whole new year. And I'll be talking about what newbies can do to get started in their fitness journey and how detoxing doesn't really work.